Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. I have a talk prepared about the subject of desire. Desire, which I think is a, it's a universal thing that we can struggle with as people. And it's something that seems unlimited. Like there are always things we want. So some different common kinds of desire. Uh, We don't think of this as complicated, but I think food desire is really complicated because sometimes I wish for food because I want to be full. But other times I wish for food because I want to taste something that feels special or something that tastes really good or something, something fancy and hard, hard to find maybe. So I think that food is a really complicated desire. And I think a lot of us are moved by a desire for touch, which can be sexual, but isn't limited to that. So I, I personally, I want to be hugged and comforted and touched all the time. Right? So that, that is a desire that I have. I want to be touched all the time. And we also, we may desire wealth or career, career advancement, respect, attention, and many, many, many other things. And a control of our lives too. We wish for that too. There's desire everywhere, even here. So I want this meditation to go really well. And that's, that's a desire. I think of that as a positive desire, but I really want this to go well. And I want all our interactions to go well. And I want also, I want quick results from my meditation practice. I want to just put down my baggage and live a more awakened life right now. And we all want positive states of mind and we all want to get rid of negative states of mind. We want pleasure and stability and good health. And we want these to be present and permanent and they're not going to be, but that's what we want. And we have healthy desires and unhealthy ones. I, I want my kids to develop good habits, and that's a healthy desire. I like to eat chips too much, and that's an unhealthy desire, right? So one thing that's clear is that we can get obsessed with what we want. Whether it's good or bad, we can get obsessed with it, and it can cause us harm. So we can end up being really unhappy when the universe doesn't arrange itself in just the right way for us. So I'm going to talk about maybe another way we can learn to look at our desires. Ultimately, I want to suggest that everything we want is really just wanting the way it makes us feel. So really all we ever want is a feeling. And I'm going to go on a slight tangent now and talk about potatoes. So the there's this filmmaker, his name's Kevin Smith, and he had a terrible heart attack. And... It was a, a special heart attack that they call the Widowmaker because almost everyone that has it dies. And his doctor told him, you ha-, he was kind of overweight, and his doctor told him, you have to lose a bunch of weight right away or you're going to die. That's what his doctor told him. He didn't sugarcoat it. So Kevin Smith went on this special diet, and the diet is called, I think it's called All Sides, but the start of the diet is you eat nothing but baked potatoes for the first two weeks. And... So he thought to himself, I love baked potatoes. That's going to be fine. 
And the rule is have as many as you want, but only baked potatoes. But the thing is, plain. And he, very quickly he realized he didn't love baked potatoes. He liked salt, butter, cheese, bacon, sour cream, right? All the stuff that goes in it was what he really wanted. He didn't want potatoes at all. And I think we're that way sometimes. We think we want something, but really there's other things that we want instead. So I don't, I don't really want wealth, but I do want the secure feeling I'll have if I don't have to worry about my bills, right? I saw a meme that said it was, I don't want to be rich, but I want to put all my bills on auto pay and never have to think about them. And I would like that a lot. That's security. That's not, I don't care about money, but security, well, that's really what I want. And one thing that I really want to do is I want to go to Colorado and go to the top of Pikes Peak. And I want to do that because I tried to do that once. We went to Colorado and we tried to go up Pikes Peak together and they sometimes it's not all open, so they wouldn't let us go all the way up. And it's one of the, I don't know how many mountains there are, you can just drive all the way up, but it is one, but they wouldn't let us go up there. So I want to do that. And, but the truth is that what I'm really interested in is not just going up a mountain, but rather I want to get up there and I want to look down and I think it's going to give me a feeling I really want. So. That's what we're talking about, the things we want are feelings. And does it help us to know that? I, I don't know, but I think examining ourselves and figuring out what we want and why really helps. So maybe that, what I'm hoping is that kind of broader view can help us stop giving in to our desires so much, or at least see them in a more meaningful way. That's not to say that giving in is always bad, but it definitely is sometimes, right? So. I have another tangent, and this is a little story, and this is about the difference between a dog and a tiger, and I'm not a zoologist, I don't know if this is true, but this is something that is said, is that if you have a dog in an enclosure, and you throw in food, the dog will just immediately go eat the food, but if you have a tiger in an enclosure and you throw in food, the tiger is first going to look at where the food came from and think about that and then go eat the food. So we're like the dog sometimes and we just, we want something and we just go to it right away and we don't really think about it and that doesn't serve us very well. So the desire that our meditation practice can really help us with is that instant pleasure one that I want that right now. I'm going to be really unhappy if I don't get it. I think of like, one time I pick up my daughter from school and she says, can we go roller skating tonight? And I, I am not a, let's do this right now at the last minute dad. So I said no. And then she's miserable all evening because I didn't satisfy that immediately. And that, that's the sort of thing that happens to all of us, I think. And sometimes we also, we lie to ourselves and we say that we can't, we can't resist temptation. Like that was too much. I couldn't, I couldn't resist. And that's, that's a lie. We can. We just make, we want to make excuses. So if we're just chasing our desires all the time and giving in, we're, we can make ourselves unhappy. And we get really anxious sometimes when we can't satisfy our desires right away. It's been said sometimes that we're chained to our passions. And I think that's only because we forget that we're in control. So like we're chained to our passions, but also we have the key. We have the key to those chains. 
And we're often uncomfortable because we're always looking at the next desire to fulfill, even when we think we're getting what we want. So I'm not suggesting we can banish our desires because I don't think we can, but I think we can change our relationship to our desires a little bit. We can try to be like the tiger where we're more aware of the world around us rather than just just going after pleasure again and again and again. And so if we can create enough mindfulness, we can start to see desires rising up in, in us and we can see when we need to be in control, when it's bad for us, without making excuses. And we can create space between desiring something and becoming obsessed with it, because we do become obsessed. So I think we should try to be tigers. And that's all I had to say today about desire. So that's it. Thank you. Um, any comments or questions? Okay. So I thank you for coming, everyone. I have a sign-in sheet. If you want to give me my, your email address, I'll send you a newsletter. And I have a donation bowl if you feel compelled to make a donation. But if not, that's totally okay. So. Wait, I have something to say. Yeah, please. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's really interesting the difference between... We can have these long-term goals and we can have like these long-term struggles. Um, like with overspending or with overeating and we know what our goal is but yet we struggle so hard with that instant gratification like how that feels but yet that goal and that that end desire is so strong as well it's really hard to keep that in mind just on a regular day-to-day moment to moment and I, I don't think that I have quite gotten to the point where I can divert that instant gratification need to think no I want this other thing more I can't have this now I want this more um, and I wonder if, if my emotions play a role in that if I've had a bad day or if I've whatever time of the month, whatever, whatever it is, but um, it's, does anybody have any? It's so weird that we can have, we can think to ourselves, okay, this <clears throat> is my primary goal in life. And then some desire comes that's directly the opposite of our goal. Mm -hmm. And we do it and we just, we do it. We don't, we don't, we set aside that goal because I really want to not work out, right? So I just set aside that goal and I don't think about it. It's, it's sort of weird that we, we may have something that's our primary goal and we still just are willing to just... I feel like we sabotage ourselves. Yeah, that's, okay. a good, that's a good way of putting it. We do sabotage a lot of our goals. Has anybody found a way to... Stop that need for the instant gratification and focus on the end goal. Has anybody has anybody been successful about that? Like I get in modes where <clears throat> I have a like a weight loss goal and I'm really good for a while, but then something happens and then I'm not. And so like there's points in my life whenever I'm really good at it, but long term, not good at it. And I wanna know 
what the people who are good at it do. <laughs> I think we're pretty good at coming up with excuses too. So we can think, well, this day this is happening, so that's why I'm doing this. I've got a reason. Yeah. Right. We're re really, it's a skill. We don't think of it as a skill because it's bad, but it's a skill. <laughs> we can get real creative with that, making excuses. Yeah. All right. So I think we are done for the night. If there's nothing else, so thank you for coming, everybody. I hope you'll come again. Have a good night. Uh, next week, I'll be leaving. Yes, next Thank you for listening, and have a good day.